I'll do well to live up to my reputation. And I'll do better if I live up to my preaching. I love the Lord tonight. I love the way to help. I love the plan of salvation. I love everything about serving the Lord. It's beautiful to me. I haven't looked at it from any angle but what it's right. Just like it ought to be. How beautiful a situation we're living in. What have we got going for us? I, there's so many things I'd like to talk about tonight, and I know I haven't got time. And as you all remember, I didn't start quarter after eight now. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, you have to take that off. <laughs> but uh, you all know about my reputation, about talking loud. I'll, I'll give you a little illustration one time. I had never read in talking meetings after, since I'd been sanctified up to this particular time. But we were living in, we were having a tabernacle with, with ten roofs. And that Monday night, they, it was really raining, so they gave me the Bible. I said, I know why you give me the Bible, so I could out-talk this rain. But I did. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't back down. I got out there and talked just as loud as I could. Let people know that I love the Lord. Let the way is passable. Let His grace is sufficient. And He's kept me this day free from sin. And he's able to keep that which I've committed to him against that day. And if we run short, it's our fault. We've got a filling station that you don't ever see no sign up there. No gas. we got plenty of it. All the tanks are full. They're bulging. And if we got them welcome, come on in and get a full supply. Get a full supply. You talk about changing oil. I haven't changed all since it got sanctified. This all of salvation has kept me. It keeps me pure. And when it flows through you, it purifies itself. Don't even have to have a uh, one of these uh, filters. No, sir. I'll tell you, it's a purifier and a sanctifier. You know how, I'm, how I've lived sanctified all these years? is by the Holy Ghost. Now, the Lord sanctified me with his blood, but the Holy Ghost has kept me sanctified all these years. Does that sound like it? You know, if I was a sinner, I'd tell you what I'd do. I'd quit my sin and go to work on the building, too. I'd just go to doing something for the Lord. I'd just do something for the Lord. Notice me. You know, uh, little old Ruth. She got over there in that field, and she got to gleaning in that wheat, and it wasn't long before old boy has noticed her. Who is that girl? Something. Uh, there was others in there reaping. There was others there uh, getting wheat, but there was something outstanding about that girl. She went in there and went to work, and she wasn't just running from pile to pile, you know. She was gleaning what she had right there with her. And when day was over, her mother-in-law asked her a question. Whose field have you been gleaning in today? Right. Question asked today. That might depend on how much joy you got tonight. It really depended on how much she had, her barley she had in her effort, didn't it? She had an effort of barley. A whole effort of barley. Gleaning around the edges. She wasn't allowed to go along with the reapers. 
She followed the reaper and gleaned around the edges and got a hold up and a full supply. All she could take home. It depends on whose field you've been gleaning in. Now, Jesus said, These things I write unto you that your joy might be full. Oh, right. He said it through, through John, didn't he? These things I write unto you that your joy may be full. Well, if you want a full joy, I can tell you where to get it. I can tell you where to get it. There's been in many a time, but when I had a full joy. And the only time I didn't when I was trying to have it my way. But when I turned along around and wanted to have it your way, Lord, have it your way, the Lord filled me with joy. Right. He said you will go out with joy, sure. and you will be led forth with peace. And the mountains and the hills shall break yeah. before you with the singing, right. and the trees of the fields shall clap their hands. I tell you, it's wonderful to serve the Lord. I wish I could lift him up so the world could see right. the reality there is in serving God. Now, this, you know, people got to get a starting point, haven't they? There's a place to start if you want to follow Jesus. There's a place to start if you want to have a good house. There's a place to start. Now, listen to this one. Whoso cometh unto me and heareth my sayings and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. He is like a man that built a house. And dig deep. And dig deep. And lay the foundation on the rock. Man, that foundation will hold. When you hit the rock, there ain't no need to dig any further. You ain't going to get nothing no better than that. When you dig down and hit the rock, ain't no need to dig any further. You got on the foundation of stand. Foundation of stand. You know... The foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal, the Lord knoweth them in her yeah, head. You know, now, don't you worry. You might think some folks just thinks they're getting by, but let me tell you something. We got to meet the, I believe we got to meet the judge standing at the door, don't we? He stands at the door, and we're not going to pass through unless we have got the wedding garment on. And when the floods arose, and the streams beat vehemently upon that house and could not shake it. What? Couldn't shake it. Let alone get it down, let alone destroy it. It couldn't even shake it. Because his house was built on the rock. That's the reason. Now, I want to read a little bit more about that foundation. You know, that's what I want to get to, the foundation. If you get a good foundation, you can get a good house. No need to go out and build a house on a sorry foundation. No matter how good you build it, no matter how particular you are, the house will not stand. It'll crack. It'll it'll creak and crack, and, and the road, the, the floors will squeak, and all those things will happen to it because it's not got a good foundation. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance. 
Now, if that, that's the foundation of our doctrine, is repentance. We believe that people that repent and turn away from their sin is a fit subject to get sanctified. And we don't believe a man gets sanctified and then get forgiven. He has to get forgiven of his sins. That's the foundation. And you lay a good foundation. And it's like I've often said, that if a good old-fashioned conversion will give you an old-fashioned hungering and thirsting for righteousness. I don't believe anybody that ever got truly converted but what they want to know more about my Jesus, they want to know more about my Lord. They hungered and thirst for it. They want to know more. And then when they hear the gospel of holiness, they'll get right in and line up. The foundation is repentance. When Jesus come preaching, here he preached repentance. He preached repentance. I'll tell you, sometimes I wonder if that's what's the trouble with backsliding. People haven't really repented like they should. Haven't got as tired of sin as they should. They haven't got fed up with it as they should. I'm telling you, when you get so tired of sin that you don't want to live in sin no longer. It's a thing. Lord, 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 ain't you going to live in sin no longer? Lord, 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 the Lamb's blood has washed me clean. And it'll do it. It'll do it. A good old time conviction. When a man gets convicted of his sins and really realizes that he's a sinner in the sight of God, God will forgive him of his sins. I had one of the greatest experiences of conversion there ever was. When I come to the Lord, I, I'd sought the Lord, I'd prayed and prayed and prayed, and I'd prayed until I about lost my voice, cried out like the Lord was a way off. Well, I did feel like he was a way off, but he was right there. He was right there as soon as I soon as I come to that altar and I shed those tears of sorrow and was sorry for my sins right then God could have forgiven me if I would have believed. He could have forgiven me right then. I never was any sorry that I was when I knelt to the altar. I never was any sorry for my sin that I was when I got out of that seat and started up that aisle to the altar. I was sorry for my sins. But I didn't know how to believe. No, I didn't know right. how to trust. Well, I prayed, you know. I went to the altar on Thursday night. We, I prayed Thursday. Well, I got kind of straightened up Thursday, you know. I've been listening to sanctified people. I've been thinking over been counting costs. And, and, and I made a decision to, to get sanctified. Yeah. And when I made my decision to get sanctified, I was on the job. And I began to clean out my pockets. Yeah. I had stuff in my pockets that belonged to no sanctified person's pockets. And I just threw that out. I didn't even give it to nobody. I just threw it out. And I cleaned out my mouth. I'd been saying things that sanctified people aren't to say. And I just cleaned that out too. I began to clean up. I'd been to lay down. When I, I didn't have, when I went to that altar, I didn't have a thing hanging on to me. I wasn't going to hang on to it. Let me tell you something. You folks that think you can smoke and, and, and until you get sanctified and then you'll quit, you'll never get sanctified. Right. 
You'll never get sanctified. If you think you can keep on sinning, you keep on wearing this, you keep on going here, and you keep on doing that, and you get sanctified, you'll never get it. And another thing you'll never get. You'll never get sanctified if you say, if getting sanctified takes that, I don't want it. You'll never get it. I want to be sanctified, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. That's where I've come. That's where I came. I came through that way. I came through wanting to do whatever it took to live holy. Well, no fellow where I worked, I, I, I quit my job. I tell you, you can't get sanctified business as usual. No. You can't get it. You can't get it business as usual. Well, you take you know, over there, the sister read last night about Nineveh. You know what? They, they just called a halt to all activities. All activities. Well, stop everything. Don't even feed the beast. Don't feed the cow. Don't feed the dog. Don't feed the kitten. Don't feed nobody. Perchance. Perchance. Why, they, all they had was a, a promise of destruction. And old, old, old Jonah, he just thought for sure when the 40 days was up that that city was going to be destroyed. He never thought nothing else. He just thought they just had 40 days to repent in before they got destroyed. They were going to get destroyed anyhow. That's what they thought. Yeah, he thought it. Well, he proved that, didn't he? He sure did. He proved it. Well, when they, when they, when they called a halt and the old king come down off his throne, he got on sackcloth and ashes too, you know, in the morning. Been to pray, and he said, and God saw their works. Man, he knew something changed. That city had changed. You talk about a right about face, there was a right about face. They was going this way, and they just turned and went this way. That's the way it takes to find the Lord, brother. If you want him, you can find him that way. And you won't find him the other way. I was telling a fellow the other day, you know, I said, you know, the devil believes in inoculation. He can just, he can vaccinate you with just enough religion to keep you from getting salvation. You know, just like the vaccination for smallpox, give you a light case of it, you know. That's what you get. You get a light case of smallpox, and it makes you immune to a genuine case of it. And, and you know the devil can inoculate people, and those seem to be the hardest people to reach. Because the one the devil gives, just give them enough religion to keep them from getting salvation. But I'll tell you, there's something different between religion and salvation. There's all kinds of religions in the world. There's all, my, if I could name them over, you'd be surprised at how many kinds of religion there are in the world. But there's only one that offers salvation from sin and eternal life. Only one. There's no other name given among men whereby we can be saved but the name of Jesus. Right. No other foundation. He laid the next place. Right. 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 So let's go on. But to get the foundation, that's what I want to get with you. Let's get a good foundation. Let's right. repent. Let's really be sorry for our sin. Let's don't see how close to the world we can live. No. You know, I imagine old, old Lot didn't even intend to move into Sodom. 
when he, when he pitched his tent towards Sodom, he just thought that's a pretty good place over there. Them folks over in Sodom looked like they were really going to town. They were really having a big thing going. And I just pitch over there. I won't move in. But where did, where did the angel of the Lord find him? Where did he find him at? Well, he done moved in. Moved in the city. Well, when he first started, he didn't have no idea to do it. But let me tell you something. If you pitch your tent toward the world, it won't be long. The devil will have you moving in. Let me tell you what the Bible says, and then you can size up your daily activities with it. The Bible says, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. How can you buddy a woody around and, and live up to that scripture? But rather reprove them because their deeds are evil. Now, if the banker wants to get a sermon out of me, all he's got to do is offer me a cigarette or, or offer to, uh, me to come to some club. He's, you know, me to go over to some club with him, you know. And then I, I, I go to town. I really can tell him what the Lord has done for me. Oh, I'll tell you, I'd rather be the least of them who are the Lord's alone and to wear a royal diadem and sit upon the throne. My dear old father-in-law's song, I've heard him singing it many a time. I'd rather be the least of them who are the Lord's alone and to wear a royal diadem and set up on a throne. I've heard him sing it. True. Listen to what Isaiah said. Wash you, make you clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before mine eyes cease to do evil this is a way to lay the foundation this is a good start now if you really want to be a successful Christian this is a good start cease to do evil learn to do well seek judgment relieve the oppressed judge the fatherless plead for the widow Come now. I'll listen. Come now and let us read together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow, and though they be red like crimson. Oh, I'm telling you, when old Paul fell down there, though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. When old Paul fell down there before the Lord, when that light struck him from heaven, man, he felt like he was some sinner. And when he was writing about it to one of the brethren in the church, he said, it's a faithful saying that Christ died to save sinners, of whom I'm chief. He felt like he was the worst kind of sinner. There was a fellow that was a professor, belonged to a church, been taught in all the oracles of the law and he he said even in his own testimony he says as touching the law he lived blameless. 
But when he fell before Jesus, nothing good have I, I promise to proclaim, I wash my garments white in the blood of Calvary's Lamb. Jesus paid it all. All to him we owed. Sin had left a crimson stain, but he washed it white as snow. Listen at it. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. If ye be willing. Now you know there's no neutral ground on this way. No, no. There's no we're traveling to eternity. And for a fact tonight, you're on one way or the other. Both leads to eternity, brother. One leads to the highlands of heaven and one to the reading below. And let me say something. You can't be on both ways at the same time because they're going in different directions. That's right. I know where hell is. The Bible says hell is moved from beneath. What it says. To meet you at your coming. What he says. Now you can fool around all you please, but one of these days you're going to meet God. Yeah. And you're going to be, you're going to wish you well sanctified. You wish you to heard the voice of Jesus. Yeah. You wish you had lived holy. And I'll tell you, it's just like, uh, uh, I've heard our people say, you know, they'd rather be like Lazarus and beg from door to door and, yeah. and make it to heaven than to have the riches of this world and this heaven. Well, there'll come a time when that'll be a fact. Yeah. Now, it might sound like a fairy tale now. It might sound like kind of a uh, uh, heresy. You know, fiction. But it'll be a fact over there. It'll be a fact. You'd wish you could trade places. I'm sure when Brother Harris preached about that rich man the other night, I'm sure that rich man would have loved to trade places with Lazarus. If he'd have had it do all over again. If he'd have had it all over again. Let's start over. If he could have did that. i got to come out of this post. If he could start it all over again. I would have rather been like Lazarus. I ain't nothing, ain't nothing Lazarus went through with like what I'm in. Ain't nothing like what Lazarus went through with like that. Well, that's what we want to tell you. If you forsake your way, I believe over I could read it over here and they said I preached from the fifth fifth chapter of Isaiah. And I believe I'll just, uh, I can quote it. I can quote it. Come now, you know. Come on. Seek ye the Lord, while he may be found. Call upon him while he's near. Let the wicked forsake his way. That's what we're trying to get you to do. That's when you make a good foundation. When you're forsaking your way. It takes some forsaking to do. Right. It takes some seeking to do. Right. He wouldn't have said, Seek the Lord while he may be found and call upon him while he's near if he didn't have to seek. That's right. One says, If you seek for him, ask for hidden treasure. Man, you tell, you tell them old prospects that are out there and say there's gold in Zambar Hills, and man, they're out there digging and a panning, and a digging and a panning. And you let one of them find a nugget, then boy, there's some digging going on in Sherman. But I'll tell you, we found the pearl of great 
price. You can't buy it with the wealth of the world. But it's free to whoever will ask in faith belief. Isn't it one? It's one. It says this. As the heavens is higher than the earth. That's high enough, ain't it? That's high enough. As high as you can see up there is heaven. As high as you can see is the heaven. Them astronauts, they, they had to look up to see heaven. Heaven wasn't below them. No, they didn't get there. They didn't get above it either. They got above the clouds, things like that. Oh, man. Place I'm talking about, the vultures I've never seen, the lion wept, even the way, the way there, they haven't even seen. No. The vultures I haven't even seen the way to him. Right. The lion's wept hadn't trodden it. No. And the fierce lion hadn't even passed by. No. But the redeemed of the Lord's walked on. Yeah, <clears throat> As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts and your thoughts. That's the reason the Lord wants you to make a complete change. And until you make the complete change, there's no way you can build a successful house. There's no way that you can claim salvation, claim religion, and really have something that'll last. You might go along for a while. Converted people go along for a while. You might feel like you would die before you give up what you got. Peter thought he would too. He said, before I deny you, Lord, I die with you. Before I deny you, I die with you. And the 24 hours hadn't expired. 24 hours hadn't expired before he denied him three times. He can't do it. If it had been possible for a man to live holy at conversion, Jesus would never would have went to Calvary. Right. He went to Calvary to sanctify and I and he says this you don't have that clock run fast don't you <laughs> says for by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified whereas the Holy Ghost is a witness and we got the witness tonight we got the Holy Spirit tonight we got what it takes to live holy tonight. I'm talking about we that have got. I'm talking about we that have got. I'm among the weeds, though. Yeah, I'm among the weeds. We, yeah. And so, as we read the read the Bible, and we see, you know, it says, "Why, people? Some folks don't even know what Jesus died for." And it's like that in the book. Some folks think you know the way God. God had this all figured out. He was going to get Adam up there and he's going to uh, make him, you know, in his own likeness image. And now Adam is going to live holy and going to populate the world with holy people. Some folks think that God thought that, but God didn't think that. Why, God knew from the beginning that people were going to have to come through Christ. That was in his plan before the foundation of the world. That was in his plan. He, when he sat down and made his plan, he made a plan that Jesus would have the preeminence of all things and he said he was before all things and by him all things consist. And he done it that he might have the preeminence. It was in his plan for Jesus to die. Well, somebody said, well, why didn't, why, you know, God could have. 
sent Jesus as soon as Adam fell. But it wasn't in his plan. You know when his plan was, was brought in, ushered in? When the fullness of time was come. Right at the time. It looked like the thing got to the Lord's self. It looked like the world had forgotten God. Been about 400 years since it had a prophet that anybody would write about. They sent Jesus. They sent a fellow in the name of Elijah, though, named John. They introduced him. They sent Jesus. And he came that he might sanctify the people with his own blood. God's plan was people to live holy. And you get the right kind of foundation, and you build your house, and you keep the sins that he's wrote here in this book, then when the storms of life come, you'll have power to be an overcomer. And I want to be an overcomer, and I want to go where Jesus is. My brothers and sisters, pray for me. God bless you. Enjoy those points.